Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven and Kyle, and we're here to get weird. So let's get weird. So before we get into tonight's episode, we got to get through the business. So you can catch us at all our social media pages on Facebook. You can catch us at the Hollow Sky Podcast page or the Hollow Sky Podcast fan group, where you can get on there, interact with us, interact with other listeners, and talk about conspiracies, what you want to hear on the show. Just basically have a good time. You can check us out on Twitter, check us out on Instagram, and check us out on YouTube. We're on all there. Just look us up, Hollow Sky Podcast. Yeah, and then uh, we also have a phone number you guys can call us and leave your personal stories. And that phone number is going to be one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow or 4656. And then you can also... On your uh, smartphones, there should be a voice recorder app that you can use, and you can record your entire story on there with no breaks, no anything, and you can halfway edit it if you want to, and then you can just email it to us at hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. So if you have a encounter or a story or a conspiracy theory that you'd like to share with us, just let us know. Call us at the number or send us the voice memo or you can even email us, hollowskypodcast at gmail.com and we will get it on the show. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, and right, um, with the the voice recorder, like I said, it doesn't break at all, which the phone number, if you call in, 
it's it's up to what like five minutes yeah if you run over five minutes it you'll have to call back and finish yeah. your story so we'll have to splice that together which is no big deal i'm just saying that it might be a little bit easier a little more user-friendly to uh, use the voice memo app because like i said you can make it sound as good as you want or just spit it out there and we'll take care of the rest yeah and it doesn't it doesn't affect the quality of the call no at all from what we've been messing around with right also for our itunes listeners feel free to jump on there and leave us a five-star rating and review if you feel so inclined. Uh, if you do leave us a five-star rating and a review, we will gladly shout you out on here. I mean, you can get on there and leave us a one-star if you want. Just tell us however you feel. But We prefer you, you not. Yeah, if you do leave us a five-star and a review, we will shout you out on here. So today's five-star shout-out and review is the Carol Sisters. Thanks for all the kind words. The reason these uh, ratings are so important on iTunes is the higher of a rating you get the more uh, available you're made to people on itunes you pop up on the list faster and it, it just helps out a great deal getting our numbers up there so for everyone that's already done it and everyone who wants to do it we thank you speaking of listener submissions we have a call in from our friend sarah in missouri so here it is for you guys check it out hey guys my name is sarah i am from area, Jefferson County area specifically. Um, like the podcast, very intriguing and interesting to hear these sort of stories, especially like you said, when you have an occurrence or something like that in your life that seems like a trick of the mind or a dream or something, but you have that deep nagging feeling that it's real and it makes you more and more interested to hear more stories like it and to hear the similarities. Um, anyway, my story is when I was younger, I do not recall what age I was, possibly like eight or ten in my parents' home. Um, I distinctly remember walking um, past the staircase to our basement. It wasn't like um, open wall sides that was all like enclosed um, uh, to a concrete floor in the basement. Um, I Our laundry room is like at the top of the stairs there, so that's why I was walking past it, glanced down and saw my sister standing at the bottom of the staircase, uh, kind of looking up, had a, you know, not too expressive look on her face, like she didn't care that I was there or saw her, you know, didn't smile at me or whatever. Um, I kind of, you know, like passed the door as I saw her, but then leaned back, you know, to do a double take sort of an actual look at her. And as I did that and I stare at her for a moment, she does look towards me and at me and like make eye contact and then gives me this like creepy, evil smile that totally terrified me. And I didn't say anything to her. And I just, you know, being a young kid along with that feeling, like, it kind of freaked me out. And I was like, okay, you know, like, what was that? Like, why did she look at me like that? So I, like, quickly moved away from the door. I mean, you'd think that it would be my sister. And I would be like, what are you doing or whatever? But, no, it freaked me out. <laughs> and I stepped away from the door, grabbed whatever I was doing in the laundry room and then uh went back 
past the door, you know, to go back in our main living area. Um, I didn't see her or it down there anymore at that time. And the door is right there next to me, so nothing could have come up the stairs or passed me at that moment. So here's where it gets creepy. Er, I go back into our main living area, um, which has no other access to the basement, and it's all within, like, a minute or two, and start walking into the, like, down through the living room into our other main hall um, on the main level of the house. And there comes my sister walking out of the, like, hallway into the living room area, and I just kind of stop and, like, look at her for a moment. And she looks at me and goes, what, you know? I mean, she's younger than me. So if I'm, like, eight or ten, she's, like, five or six or something, you know? But, like, she looks at me like, what, you know, like, because I'm looking at her, like, I want to say something to her. But she acknowledges that I look at her, and she's like, what? And I was like, oh, you know, nothing. And she was like, were you going to say something? And I'm like, no, well, were you in the basement? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, are you sure you weren't in the basement? And she's like, yes, I just came from the hallway, you know, or I was in mom and dad's room. And I was like, okay, sounds good. I don't think I explained to her at that moment because I I just felt like I was crazy or imagining something creepy. But why would I imagine that? Like a daydream, you know, usually a daydream about exciting things or, or candy, you know, if you're a kid. Not something creepy like that. So that's my main uh, main story, unexplainable. I think I've mentioned it to her years down the line, and she was creeped out, like, wow, you know, I can't believe you never told me that. And I was like, well, I thought I was crazy for seeing that, or it was, you know, just made up in my mind. So, yeah, super creepy. I think other things associated around that house or that time frame and stuff, I just, like, would feel like I'm being watched kind of or something and like turn around and just like creepy feelings. Maybe I got that paranoia feeling from that event. Uh, nothing too major. That was the only major thing or event. Um, the other thing I wanted to suggest to you guys is to look up Google Earth um, in the approximate area where I grew up there um, is by uh, High Ridge, Missouri. If you search on Google Earth, um, the entire Beaumont Boy Scout camp, and then across the highway, across 44, there is the uh, Tyson Research Center. In the Tyson Research Center uh, area and on the other side of the highway near Beaumont Boy Scout camp, um, and then other surrounding areas. There are shapes and images in the wooded area. I mean, it's not fields. It is woods. Um, but there are shapes uh, in the woods that would resemble something like crop circles um, that you would, you know, what's talked about. But it's in wooded area. So this I always found that kind of creepy. Um, not sure when that was brought to my attention and when I did that, looked it up, but every time I go back to look it up, it's still there, you know, on Google Earth. So it's very interesting, mostly on, in the Tyson Research area. If you, like, go in, zoom out there, and then zoom out slowly and just go to the right a little bit, I think, or 
up or left or right a little bit in that area and kind of scroll or pan to the side. And yeah, it's very interesting to see. Um, I think that is about it. I can't remember anything else. If I remember anything else, I will call back and give you guys the stories. Talk to you later. Keep up the good work with the podcast. We also got a follow-up message from Sarah that I'm just going to tack on to the end here. It says, hey guys, I just left two messages for you. I just wanted to add an avenue for you to ask questions if you had any and also add a visual detail that kind of makes my demon alien being story a little creepier. It's already super creepy that it looked like my sister and smiled at me, an evil smile. But my sister was the cutest little blonde wavy-haired girl who was very imaginative. We'd always shared a room together in that house. All right, I want to start out by saying thanks sarah for sharing your story with us yeah we appreciate it and i'm going to uh break this down into two parts i guess i'm gonna start out with the weird symbols uh near high ridge in the bowmount boy scout camp i looked it up i google earth it everybody should do that they're pretty weird i'll uh take some screenshots of it and post it to all the social media so everybody that listens to this can chime in there and check it out they're they're weird man they are weird but uh, I did some research, and I was wondering if it has anything to tie into with that Tyson research facility, because it's like a biological uh, research place. Yeah. and It's I'd, like 8,000 acres or something like that. I'd ask some people um, in some other Facebook groups I follow that don't have anything really to do with paranormal, but I'd ask them about it when Sarah brought this to our attention. And one of the guys I was talking to pulled up the topographical maps, and the circles in those uh, images, or I guess they're not even images, whatever, whatever's out there in the fields, those circles are raised topographical, like, things. Right. So, it's, I don't know, it's bizarre. Well, there was even like a, I guess for lack of better examples, like a pound looking sign. Yeah, like an asterisk. Yeah. Which is really weird. Like a star. Which didn't. Didn't some people suggest to you that it could be shooting lanes for hunting or yeah, something for like, like muzzle, that? Yeah, for like muzzleloader shooting lanes or something. I don't know. When you when you put that into perspective, I don't I don't see that being anything worth legitimizing. No, I'd have to I'd have to be out there and see like what they mean. Is yeah, people shooting you, at each other. Yeah, or? you'd think it'd be like a Russian roulette of let's <laughs> see who can get the animal and not each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I started out talking about that because, interestingly enough, this October, me and my youngest son were at the Beaumont Boy Scout camp. And it's it's pretty rugged out there. There's not a whole lot going on. But as we were sleeping, I was woken up one night in our tent at about probably 2.30 in the morning hearing a bunch of wood knocks out in the woods. And I'm like, man, somebody's messing with me. You know, <laughs> It was just a series of three knocks on a tree out in the woods. Right. So... Maybe Sasquatch made those markings over the Tyson research facility. That that's possible. Or there's other things. <laughs> I should have went out and looked for him while I was there at the Boy Scout camp, but I was too scared. I ain't trying to fight a Bigfoot. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Especially not in the middle of the night. So jumping into the other section of Sarah's story. This is a creepy story, man. It when it I first strange. heard it, it messed with me a little bit. Like it's creepy. It is strange. I want to know why. In your response to Steve, one of the things you you try to peg it as is alien. 
That's because she knew you were going to hear it, Kyle. Probably. And she's like, Kyle's going to think this is aliens. Yeah, we all we all know by now that I'm an internet meme. <laughs> that you are. <laughs> you are famous. But uh, no, I'm just curious. Just out of curiosity as to why you would tr- you'd peg it as an alien. I mean, I could see the peg as and a demon because they they you know take on the form of kids, you know, young children. Yeah, I've read that. Right, but. I don't know my when it came to deciphering it, it instantly popped in my head was doppelganger. Yeah, and a lot of the lore behind doppelganger is that there's usually one good and one bad. I don't really know a whole lot more than that, but I know that a lot of the lore does say that there's usually one good, one bad, and it's basically what a doppelganger is is somebody who would be essentially be a stranger to you but looks exactly like you and i know that it wasn't of her that she's seen in the basement it was of her sister yeah. but it's possible that she saw her sister's doppelganger yeah and uh, that's i mean that kind of thing happens it i believe it happened to my mom once she was on a train to chicago i think and a woman came up and was asking her like questions in regards to another woman my mom had never met, but apparently my mom looked so much like her that the woman had got her confused with somebody <laughs> completely different. That's weird. Know? It's it's pretty wild. Another avenue we can look into with Sarah's experience is uh, parallel universes or alternate realities, which is kind of why we saved her story for this episode. You know, that entity that you saw, that being you saw, could possibly be your little sister from a different universe, a different reality that just maybe perhaps bled over into yours for that tiny amount of time and then bled right back. It's, I don't know, it's it's bizarre. It is bizarre. But in, in this case, fortunately, it's a good thing that it did only bleed over for a little bit. Yeah, especially the way back. she described it. Yeah, <laughs> You know, and... Oddly enough, you know, when we talk about uh, time slips and the multiverse and et cetera, et cetera, I had, I had actually texted Steve about it just the other day. It was the strangest thing. I, I was, uh, I stayed up a little late playing video games, went and crawled into bed, and I don't know. I don't know if I was asleep or if it was the, the pre-sleep thing or whatever it was. But I, I remember laying there, and then I started seeing another man walk into my bedroom, and he had blue jeans on, short uh, beard. It was a blackish, dark brown colored hair and beard. And then he had uh, a blue flannel. I remember that pretty vividly. And I don't know, I saw him and Shauna which would be my wife walking into my bedroom and they were talking, but I couldn't hear them. And next thing I know he turns, she keeps walking into the bedroom. She climbs into bed. He turns to walk into my son's bedroom. And I just had the, the most ominous feeling that he was going to take my son away. And it was so apparent 
that I literally got out of my bed and walked into my son's room to make sure that he was still there and he was okay. And it kind of, after that, it just kind of went away. You know, I just went, climbed back into bed and went to sleep. But I just thought it was so weird because the the picture was so vivid in my head. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I felt like it was really happening. Like I was, it almost felt like I didn't belong there for a second. It was freaking strange. Yeah, that sounds sounds strange. At any, uh, did you, when Shauna climbed into bed with you, did you did you feel her climb into bed? No, no, no. Did any time did either either of those entities, so to speak, interact with you? Like acknowledge? No, nope, they there? didn't even acknowledge that I was there. That's why it felt so strange. Like it just. Kinda, it was like I was peering in. Kind of to something that I wasn't supposed to be a part of. Kind of overlapped. It was, dude. It was strange. It was so weird, dude. That's weird shit. It was super weird. You start looking into parallel universes and things like that. It's, it's hard for my mind to comprehend. I, I don't think I'm a very dumb guy. Like I'm not bragging on myself or anything. <laughs> but when I started into that shit, my brain hurts. Oh yeah, it definitely. I, it makes me feel. Like, I can't comprehend what I'm trying to comprehend. Absolutely. I'm the exact same way. Like, you look into string theory and stuff. Oh, uh, don't even. There, According to some theories, every there's a universe for every possible outcome of everything that has ever been, ever. Like. What? Yeah. Wrap your brain around that. <laughs> no. Wrap your brain around that. It's like hitting a telephone pole is what it's like. And, there, you know, there's a, a universe where... Elvis is still alive and he's the president of the United States. Right. There's a universe where you're the president of the United States. There's a yes. universe where Donald Trump is the president of the United States, which is this universe. Well. And you start diving down that stuff and it just it gets harder and harder and harder to comprehend. And on top of that, they're starting to get evidence that, you know, maybe more than one universe exists. Which is absolutely insane because I remember when you texted me and told me that they thought or they're thinking they have evidence that there could be parallel universes based upon what was going on in outer space. Yep, it's it's I don't I can't even. Dude, you want to talk about a benchmark? Can't even bounce into that. Like the fact I don't even that know. the fact that scientists make the claim. But hey, based upon what's happening out in outer space, this might be proof that there are other universes out there and that they are from time to time bumping into ours. Yeah, and it's it's not like talking about like another planet that has life on it. Like that in itself <laughs> yeah. is is awesome, but this is another universe. This is an another reality. An, an alternate reality where where you and I could essentially be existing and not have any idea that there are infinite numbers of us out there doing infinite numbers of things. Uh, when you, I don't know, because when you when you put it like that, or the human brain can't even grasp infinite. No, they that's can't where I'm going. They can't. Yeah. You can't. We live in. Uh, we think in a way where we have to have things in containers. You know, that's how we measure sizes right put things in containers you put number values on it infinite you can't you can't (laughs) right i don't know it's it'll it'll melt your brain if you start thinking about it too much 
That's for sure. So get ready for this. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty wild trip. Yeah, tonight's episode, we're going to jump into some parallel universes, alternate realities, stories and happenings, and uh, sometimes either somebody's messing with some stuff or there's some realities that are crisscrossing around this place. Yeah, it's enough to make your brain hurt a little bit. So one of the uh, more controversial pieces of quote-unquote evidence that people are putting out for the existence of an alternate reality is a phenomenon known as the Mandela Effect, which involves mass misremembering of the same facts or details by large numbers of people. The theory origin begins in 2010 with a paranormal researcher named Fiona Broom, when she found that a fact she clearly remembered seeing on the news that Nelson Mandela had died in prison in the 1980s was actually wrong and that he in fact was still alive at the time, indeed living until 2013 when he died from a respiratory illness at his home. This perplexed her uh, so vividly. She so vividly and clearly remembered his death in the 80s and when she voiced this puzzlement online, there was a deluge of others who seemed to share the same memory of that exact thing, claiming that they clearly recalled seeing it on the news and even could envision reports, and they'd even been taught about it in history at school. Wow. Baffled, Broom went on to formulate the idea that this gap between reality and what was so strongly remembered by large groups of people who had these shared memories was perhaps caused by these people somehow having splintered off and shifted over between parallel dimensions, brushing up against each other while keeping the memories of their old reality and timeline which often did not completely line up with the way things are, but with the new one. Broom would go on to write numerous articles and books on the subject until the Mandela Effect kind of took off on the internet. Right. So, I'm going to bounce in with some of these examples of the Mandela Effect. Run them by you, see what you remember. Right. Run them by all of our lovely listeners out there, see what they remember compared to what is actually out there now. So the biggest one I remember is when I was younger, there was a movie out about a genie hmm. called Shazam, right? Yeah. You remember? You remember this? Mm-hmm. You remember seeing it? Yeah. The genie was played by Sinbad, right? Yeah. Right. You remember it? I remember it. I remember watching it when I was a kid. Yeah. Not to get it confused with Tazam. Yeah. Which is a different movie altogether. But uh, yes. Back to Shazam with Sinbad actually does not exist. The movie was never made. I don't know. I remember that one. I so remember the movie. Everybody I talk to remembers the movie. I know. But if you go you go crunching through the internet trying to find it, it's not there. No. You can find little Photoshop pieces of bullshit that people put together right. to try to prove it. And um, one person actually asked him bad at one of his comic shows at the very end, they had an open question and someone yelled out, uh, what about Shazam? And to add further mystery and <laughs> mud to the water, Sinbad says, if you believe it happened, it happened. And that's all I'm going to of say. Of course he did. So that's probably the biggest one. That's the one that yeah. everybody talks about. Yeah. That's the one. Like when you, when you talk about the Mandela effect, I've heard of a couple other ones, but that's what my brain always goes to is is that movie with Sinbad. Yeah. Another one that's uh, tons of people, especially our age, remember, are the Bernstein Bears. Yeah. Read those books when I was little, checked them out of the library, and 
it was always the Bernstein Bears. Yep. Look it up now, and it's the Bernstein Bears. Nope. It's like the spellings are completely different. 100% different. I completely remember it as B-E-R-E-S-T-E-I-N. Bernstein Bears. You know what's crazy is I actually have one of those books at home that I read to Gage. I'm going to go home and I'm going to check that spelling. Take a picture of it. I'm going to. Post it. I'm totally going to because I still pronounce it the Bernstein Bears. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah. I've seen videos of people going into their attic. Like, they're so screwed up by this. They go into their attic, they pull the books out, and it's spelled Bernstein. How can thousands and thousands of people I don't know, have man. misread that for so long? Hey, Hollow Cult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Like that, I don't know, blows my mind. Yeah. It like we kind of discussed this a little bit before, but it's almost like like you were saying somebody somewhere is tweaking something. Yeah. Just just changing just enough of the past or however you want to present it, but changing just enough to A maybe see what it actually alters later on down the line or See if we notice. Yeah. Hey, are these people are going to start noticing this stuff? Yeah. If something is asinine as one letter in a children's book, you know, maybe we can change this and we can get away with it. Maybe yeah. no one will pick up on it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, maybe they're changing these little little snippets to see what they can and can't get away with and what it actually changes farther on down the line. And as far as the Berenstain Bears go, like when I was reading that, I was young. I was a young kid. I was just learning to read. I was sounding out all my shit. You know? Right. So I don't feel like I would miss that. No. And miss it for 34 years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's somebody's pulling some strings or something's bleeding over into this universe. Right. It's weirding me out. Uh, another one. So you used to watch cartoons, right? Well, yeah. Uh, Bugs Bunny, Daffy. 
Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you remember that being spelled? L-O-O-N-E-Y-T-O-O-N-S. Oh, yeah. That's how I remember it, too. But guess what? <laughs> that's not, not right. Of course. It's not right. If you Google it, if you look up, if you try to find it, it's L-O-O-N-E-Y-T-U-N-E-S. Like the tune, like the song. That's just stupid. Yeah, you like I remember seeing it in my head as T O O N S. Yeah. But it was never there. Mm. You can't find it. It's gone. Gone. That's dumb. Still sticking with our child childhood. Um the delicious American cereal known as Fruit Loops. Most people remember it being spelled as F R U I T L O O P S. But it wasn't. It was F R O O T L O O P S. Oh, I'm calling horseshit. How do you miss that? I might have a box out in the pantry, actually. No, I probably ate it, but whatever. Yeah, we we get those from time to time, and I've never, because I, because the way I remember it is it's spelled fruit like normal fruit, and then Loops has the two pieces of the cereal. Du- yeah, the double O's. Yes. Right? Yes. You would think if there was two double O's, they would stand out. Yeah. Because you would think that, in theory, if they're going to put two pieces of cereal for the one double O section, they would do it for both double O sections. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's that would, would, you know, spark your memory. Like, I get it. You want to mess with my child books? That's cool. You want to mess with my movies? That's cool. But leave my cereal alone. (laughs) Don't tweak it. Right. Just leave it alone. And people, people are so passionate about the way they remember it. Like they're they're drawing out the logos as they remember them. You know, like Dude, they they see them, they're vividly remembering them in their brains, and they cannot be found on the internet. Um, it goes beyond just visual things. There are a bunch of audio pieces that people misinterpret. Um, let me look through here. One of the most famous one, which audio you have to kind of take with a grain of salt because. If it's like a one word difference, like the or a or it could just be people mishearing. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But one of the biggest lines that people attribute to the Mandela effect is from Star Wars. Luke, I am your father. Everybody remembers it. Everybody quotes it. It's all over the damn place. Absolutely. When in fact, he does not say that. He says, no, I am your father. No, no, no. He does. No, he does. there's no way. Go look Go I, look it I up. I don't believe it. Go listen to it. I don't have to. I've fucking watched the movies. <laughs> and and everyone, everyone I know since the beginning of it forever <laughs> has, yeah. has misquoted that movie. That's impossible. I, I even watched an interview with uh, James Earl Jones that said he read it as such in the uh, the script the script and he remembers doing the scene as Luke I am your father but when it came out it wasn't there man i wish i still had the og uh vhs that i watched that movie on he in fact says no i am your father i don't buy it there's no way i don't know man there's other there's other ones but that that's kind of the big bomb like that yeah. messes people up in the movie Silence of the Lambs, the character Hannibal Lecter never once says hello Clarice. 
which everybody quotes him saying. Right. Hello, Clarice. Even though many people tend to think that's one of the movie's most iconic lines and can clearly remember it being said in the film. There is likewise the movie Casablanca, in which the line, play it again, play it again Sam, is never said, even though it's one of the most often quoted lines from the movie. And that's, that, that is, those two are even almost bigger because they're not even said. Like, how, <laughs> how are people hearing lines... They're just making it up. ...that aren't there? I don't know, man. Next, next you're going to tell me that they're going to steal yippee from Bruce Willis and Die Hard. <laughs> if they do that, I'm out. I'm done. It's, it's crazy, man. I just... There's all kinds of them. Back to the children's... Uh, children book do you remember curious george having a tail yeah yeah well he doesn't oh remember him swinging from stuff like that one i can kind of go either way because if i picture him without a tail it's still curious george but then i see spots in the books and stuff where he was swinging from his tail so why would a monkey not have a tail well, I didn't think of that. Maybe he got it bobbed off in a car door accident. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Well, I mean, you never thought about that, did it's you? It's possible. Uh, a little, little gruesome for a child's book, but whatever. Yeah, there, there Poor are George. some. <laughs> <laughs> so those are just a few examples of the Mandela effect. Things that collectively people are remembering that aren't that don't exist now so my final thoughts on that is either people are collectively misremembering these aspects like there's a memory glitch going on or there is another reality out there where these little nuances are different and it's bleeding in to our reality or even worse, there's someone going through and tampering with the timeline. Like we said before, just changing these minute things to see what effect it has or to see if we can catch it. Yeah. How do you remember in the most iconic lines from movies that were never even in the movies? See, I, you when you... Word the first two examples right there. When you say how we're all collectively misremembering something, it popped into my head, what if somebody is force-feeding those memories to us to kind of get down, see if they can get down this whole uh, mind control thing. You know, what, yeah. you know what I'm trying to get at here? Yeah. Eventually they'll accept that this is spelled wrong. That's what I'm Eventually yeah. they'll accept that this line wasn't ever in the movie. Right. So eventually they'll accept that this president was never assassinated. Exactly. Eventually they'll accept that you, you can know, just for, force feed us. <laughs> that's what I was thinking whatever, too. Whatever, you know, and then which is horrifying in itself. But then you talk about what if uh something is bleeding into our uh, universe well, that's that's kind of scary in itself because that could essentially be another universe moving into our universe therefore replacing our universe how how are we supposed to know what universe we're in Kyle I know 
which I was getting ready to say, would we even know the difference in the end? Well, apparently we do because they misspelled my damn Fruit Loops. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. But what if it just... But like, okay, so we remember it as Fruit Loops, the F-R-U-I-T-L-O-P-S. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So in theory, this other universe is kicking in and it essentially replaces you see what i'm saying it's cutting out yeah well we remember therefore replacing it so what if one day you know i you and me get together or i come over and you're like who are you hey kevin what's up kevin i'm like why do you keep calling me kevin I'm like that was your name forever kevin no yeah you're misremembering do you want to listen to the previous episodes of our podcast and you go in there and they'll be gone because that's what's happening. That's scary. Next, All this work to, for nothing. Next podcast, I'm going to refer to you as Kevin the entire time. I'll acknowledge it. Yeah. Or I won't. It, maybe it'll broadcast over a different universe. But in the end, what do you guys think? Yeah, if you if you guys have any... First, let us know if you remember the examples that I'm giving you. If you remember them as as we remember them, yeah, I, I'm super curious to hear or, what everybody has to say on that list that we just spit out. Yeah, if you if you remember them the way they are now, call us out on it. Call, Absolutely, call the bullshit. Let us Hell let us yeah. know. Another aspect of uh, parallel or wow, lost myself there. Parallel universes. Um, someone brought a theory up that us seeing ghosts and entities and other different little blips of the paranormal could also be these alternate realities kind of meshing with ours. Like, like if what you suspect is a ghost that you see is actually just people from these alternate universes living their everyday lives. So say you see a dead loved one that is passed in this reality, in their reality, they'd never died, and they're just going on with their everyday lives. Right. And they're just kind of, we just kind of see that as the two realities kind of pass through one another. Yeah. You know? And we don't have, we don't have any comprehension of other, other realities. Like, when someone dies, like, that's, they're gone. that's yeah, it. They're gone. Yeah. And when you see them, you're like, oh, damn. How am I supposed to work that out in my brain? Right. See, I think this one's a really fun theory. I don't know that I fully buy it, though. I don't think all my cards are on that one. No, it's... When you start digging into this stuff, it's just... There's so many possibilities. Like, UFOs. Maybe maybe they're from a different reality, you know? Maybe they're just bopping in and seeing what the hell's going on and bopping back out. I've heard that theory. Taking people with them. I mean... Chopping them up, like episode Dark Skies. Well, and uh, that little snippet you sent me the other day on your phone... Which was dumb. The oh yeah. CIA. Yeah. Oh, that was the most horrifying quote. He sent me this thing, and it said, um, "XCIA operative says that aliens are using our world as a supermarket." Gosh. Horrifying. Hopefully, I'm not on the clearance rack. <laughs> That's probably exactly <laughs> where we are. <laughs> Maybe we're on Damn the out it. of date. Damn it. 
If we're on the out of date, then that means they won't mess with us. They won't. Clearly. <laughs> Anyways, back to your scheduled programming. <laughs> Another interesting um, story that I found that could possibly tie into alternate realities and parallel universes is um, this story. I'm just going to call the man from Tered. So I'll just read what I have here and you guys can kind of tell me what you think about it. So here it is. One hot July day in the Haneda airport in Tokyo likely began just as any other day, excessively warm for the staff and customs. Hundreds, hundreds, perhaps thousands of people trotted through the airport without a second glance. That was with the exception of a solitary bearded man. For reasons that aren't apparently clear, he became the focus of attention for at least one customs official. Perhaps it was the climate or just simple nerves. By all appearances, the man was just another passenger. A smartly dressed businessman is surely just another body to deal with in a busy environment like an airport. In the less security-conscious days of 1954, he must have done or said something that garnered extra attention. When pressed, he stated that this was just another business trip for him, one of several that he made during the course of the year. He gave he stated that his native tongue was French, but Japanese was one of the numerous languages that he was fluent with. Concerned about the possibility of facing a trafficker or a smuggler, officials began to question the man. When asked where he was from, he casually informed the officials that he was from Tored. Not familiar with such a place, they pressed for further details. The passengers seemed only too happy to furnish additional data. Tored was a nation situated between France and Spain, which had been in existence for a millennia, over a thousand years. The simple occurrence of a custom check quickly descended into something resembling a farce, as neither side was willing to accept that the other was being anything other than honest. Just as the customs officials were adamant that no such place existed, the increasing irate passenger was insistent that he was correct. He even produced his passport, issued in Tered as proof. His previous trips to Japan and elsewhere did appear on the passport as he had claimed. The contents of his wallet had currency from several European nations. In an effort to remove all confusion and expedite matters for them, customs offered their bizarre passenger the chance to indicate where he was from. He pointed to a country we now know as Andorra on the map. Faced with the choice of what to do next, customs were at a loss. Nothing like this had ever happened before, at least not to them. The only real course of action was to investigate the matter further. To do so, they invited the man to spend the night at a local hotel while their inquiries took place. He agreed. As a precaution, a pair of armed guards were stationed outside his hotel room. Japanese customs still had no idea if the man was who he claimed to be. The hotel he originally booked a room had... <clears throat> the hotel he originally booked a room at had no knowledge of a booking in his name. The company who he was due to meet with had no idea who the man was or even the company that he had represented. The bank that issued his check book couldn't be found anywhere either. Convinced that they had caught a criminal in the act he was yet to perpetrate, Customs ordered the passenger's return for further questioning. However, when his hotel room was open, no trace of the man could be found. One of two ways out of the room, the lack of a balcony and a recognized escape attempt ruled out the window. Neither guard noticed movement within the room either. The door was certainly not opened at all that night. Stranger still, all the man's personal documents, such as his checkbook, passport, driver's license, had also disappeared from within the airport security room. From that day to this day, the man from Tered was never seen or heard from again. 
So, Kyle, what do you think about the dude from the country that didn't ever exist? I don't know. It sounds it sounds like I mean exactly what we're talking about that somehow he bled over into our world, our universe, whatever you want to call it. You know, and because what's strange about it is a he has the currency and everything else from a country that nobody knows has never heard anything about and then the other thing that really gets you is at the end of the story when they go to go back into his room and not only is he gone but all of his paperwork everything is gone like it never existed yeah, it's like it's like he boarded his plane, and when he got off his plane, everything was different, which makes you... This story is good because it kind of shows you the juxtaposition of both sides. Like, the airport officials are dealing with this guy who they think is a hoax, you know? Right. And if it is a hoax, which I'm not ruling out, it's a pretty well-planned one to have everything from your passport to your currency all be faked. You know? Yeah. Imagine having to deal with that as an airport official... Having a man stating he's from a country, having proof he's from a country that doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. And on the flip side of that, if this guy's being truthful, could you imagine getting on a plane, flying to your business trip, when you get to where you're going, you get off the plane, and you're telling people, hey, I'm from this country, and they're telling you this country doesn't exist. That would trip me That's some me Twilight out. Zone shit Yeah, right that there. would trip me out bad. Like, that's just... It's bizarre, man. Yeah, I wouldn't even, uh, I wouldn't know what to think. I would think that the officials are trolling me. Yeah. Somebody's messing around, like. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, come on. Somebody's going to jump out, and you're you're on, what was that stupid MTV show? Punked. Punked. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be even worse. I'd be like, send me back to my other reality. <laughs> Get me the hell out of here. Where that show doesn't exist. Yeah, that'd be the best reality. <laughs> But, so those are just a few instances we found. We're kind of running short on time. This went a lot quicker than I thought we were going to go. But if any of you guys, I mean, this this leads into more questions. You know, like, what about deja vu? Is that, is that, is that our brains trying to wake us up? Like, hey, you know, you've been here. Yeah. What is it? Alter vu and... Deja, I don't know. I can't remember the last one. There's a bunch of weird ones. But if yeah. you guys have ever experienced anything that just is out of place, like we said with the Mandela effect, if you remember something being different when you were a child as it is now and you can't find any evidence of it, hit us up and let us know. Yeah, for sure. And if you remember the Mandela effects the way that we told them, you know, hit us up and let us know. Yeah. If you ever got off the airport and nobody knows what state you're from, let us know. Because we, we want to hear from you. like Definitely that last one. <laughs> yeah. Because that'd be crazy. Like, where's Illinois? Nobody knows. No. It's yeah. whatever. It's not a big deal. So, yeah, that pretty much wraps up uh, the topic we had for today. There's so much more we could talk about. But like yeah, I said, for sure. we're, it we're might be a, burning through time real quick. might be something we uh, revisit later on. Yeah. And if, you, if it's something you guys are interested in or if you guys find the better examples, hit us up for sure. Yeah, because this, this was fun. This is fun talking about this. So we had a previous caller, Kristen, that called in about uh, with some shadow people, a, a shadow people story. 
And we asked a couple questions, and she got back to us. And this is what she said. Yeah, so when I encounter a human spirit, one of the few things happen. I may get a physical heavy feeling or a headache. This is usually the case in a residual spirit. I may get pieces of their personality or things they did when alive. These are intelligent spirits. I say get because somehow the information is there. I don't know how. I have on occasion been able to verify the information and it always freaks me out a little bit. In either instance and sometimes without those clues, I sense an energy level almost vibrational. Human spirits, even angry ones, can only generate so much energy. Whatever I encounter, whatever I encountered in that cemetery had more energy than it should have, even if it was multiple human spirits. I had never encountered anything that felt inhuman before or since, but I stopped looking after that. My equipment has been collecting dust. Shadow people or demons are my best guess, but Kyle may have an alien theory. Winky face. Do you have an alien theory, Kyle? No, not really. Could be aliens. It could be, but I'm not, I'm not going to go with aliens on this one. I think, I don't know, I'm kind of torn between her, no, her same conclusion, but it was what kind of pops into my head as the way she describes it. It almost makes me think of like the old school cloak cults. That wear the black, oh, yeah, like the black creepy. robes and shit. I don't know. That's just and how they she kind of described it as almost encircling her a little bit, you know. Then they're all in a line. Yeah. They were all. I know that I remember her saying that they were just saying hey, but it was all on par with each other, almost like how the old cults are kind of like when they do their chants or yeah. the seances. They're all on par with each other. And the way she described it, you can almost picture them like closing. Yes, and yes, yeah, that's what I see in my head. You know, totally. I don't know, and it is kind of creepy when you when you visual visualize. But uh, that's kind of a shame that you kind of hung up the old ghost hunting equipment. Yeah, I think but, we should bust it back out. Yeah, we need I, more paranormal stories. Go out there and true. get us some. This is true. Sacrifices must be made, Kristen. And that's that's a cult pun. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So we're gonna probably wrap it up here. We're closing in on our time limit, so to speak. So check us out. We're gonna wrap up the business. Check us out on all of our uh, social medias. The Facebooks and the Twitters and such. And if you got a story, holler at us. Shoot us a call at our uh, phone number. Send us an email. Send us a voice recording. Just get at us. So Yeah, please do. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, definitely. We and hope you enjoyed the show today. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of fun. It was a good time. Yeah. And uh, just keep in mind, you know, the more stories we get, the more chances we're going to be able to have um, more episodes. And to, to be able to get more, you know, get your stories out there. Yeah, I mean, like, that, you know, I know a lot of people want more content, and this seems to be one of our biggest complaints is more content. <laughs> yeah, the, but people don't like waiting two weeks to yeah, get episodes. You know, and we do, our lives are pretty chaotic. It's hard know? to 
time them right. It is. To get together. You know, but in, I'm sure we've talked about it in the past, but the way we want to kind of go about is have one of these episodes like me and Steve do and are currently doing, and then try to have a more listener-based episode where we're, we're definitely connecting more with you guys and making you guys a huge part of this show. You know, we're trying right now. We just need more stories. Yeah, you know, we we're hope, running a little low. We hope to eventually be able to put together entire episodes based just on listener experiences. Yeah. That's what we want to get at. Like once a month or once every so many months, just do a complete listener-based experience episode. Right. So, if you got some, we still have, we still have a few, we still have a few on back file. We're still yeah, doing yeah. all right. Yeah, not I enough say low, to probably, you know, I, just to. Yeah, we we're still not got some we're getting through. But, so if you haven't heard yours yet, don't freak out. Yeah, they're coming. Yeah, we're definitely. That's why we're there. doing like one or two an episode. Yeah, we're trying to try to save as many as we can, and we're trying to, you know, work them in with topics that we want to talk about too to make it flow a little bit better, I guess. Yeah. So. If you got any high strangeness going on out there, tell us about it. Let us know. I know there's a couple people out there with some stories that they ain't called in with yet. Yeah. You know, i.e. Uh, uh, portals and Thunderbirds. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> I'm not going to call you out, but you know who you are. And I would be extremely excited to hear these stories. Also, we are flirting with the idea of maybe some merchandise, putting some stuff together. We haven't really pulled the trigger on it yet, but maybe making some t-shirts or some hats or some buttons, some more stickers. If you guys would be interested in, uh, let us know. And if you're on your social media and you see some of our stuff, feel free to share it with all your people. Yeah, please do. The more people we get involved, the more stories we get, the more this train keeps rolling. Yeah. This has been... A pretty good ride so far and we we are more than blessed with the response that we've gotten we still can't believe how much we've accomplished in yeah. so little time that's all thanks to you guys yeah it's, it's awesome so with that um we love you guys yeah, so absolutely keep keep us keeping on and let's get weird and stay weird